Hi Smooches, this is Liz and you're listening to Make Out Already. On today's episode, we're recapping Funny Guy by Emma Berry. It is a delicious slow burn contemporary about a famous comedian hiding out at his lifelong best friend's apartment after his pop star ex writes an unflattering song about him. What he doesn't know is his bestie has been in love with him for years and has recently been scheming how to get away from New York and her unrequited love. Friends to lovers can be a tricky trope, but Barry handles it beautifully. Spoilers ahead. Exciting news on the author front, my book How That Makes You Feel by L. Diaz is now available everywhere. You can get it from bookshop.org and support your local indie. You can get it from the Barnes & Noble website, on your Nook, on your Kobo, wherever. Links will be included in the show notes. Hi, Liz. Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm so tired. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, How are we, you? Both, we both look a little depleted. <laughs> you just finished saying that your life is in a shambles, which mm-hmm. I denied. I rebuked. <laughs> I mean, if you're feeling you, that way. You can rebuke it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> along with ron DeSantis's fingers ew i'm sorry <laughs> i just pudding is ruined for me now yeah well there's a lot of things that have been ruined by that particular party Ugh. um happy indictments unto happy, you happy indictments we're at four indictments now can we make it five <laughs> I'm gonna get a five. <laughs> uh, but we are here to talk about a book that I believe I read in April. Maybe I Was think I read March? it before then because I we were lucky enough to get the advanced copy and it came out May 16th. Um, I had a lot going on the last couple of months. <laughs> What, like giving birth like giving birth um so we have not had a chance to talk about this book but we both loved it and the book is funny guy by friend of the pod emma berry she's been on she was on to talk about her book chick magnet which we absolutely loved she yeah. had she just announced a new book coming out that sounds fantastic we shared the announcement over on our instagram story Ooh. so i really love this author i'm excited to talk about this one and about the real life pop culture things that it reminded me of it was so fun i loved chick magnet but for me funny guy was like a whole other level of me loving it and i think Mm -hmm. maybe it is does have to do with those pop culture references yeah plus you know i love a lovable asshole (laughs) yeah and sam is very much that yeah (laughs) So Funny Guy is about childhood best friends Sam and Bree. They mm-hmm. have been friends for 27 years. They grew up in the same shitty town. They both had shitty parents. They have been each other's sense of stability. Yeah. Why in all that time they've never gotten together? Mm-hmm. The reasons aren't sufficient for me. <laughs> and that's that's on them. 
that's not on the writing that's on them like uh-huh. they are they have to be and i say this with all the love in my heart the two dumbest people <laughs> who exist in fiction to not realize yeah. that they should be together well i think brie realizes yes but <laughs> she doesn't realize that he's in love with her but to be fair yeah. he doesn't realize that he he's in love with her yeah yeah he's but, not too good at doing the feelings <laughs> no he's not he's good at exploiting his feelings on stage because he is a stand-up comedian and mm-hmm. he works for a show called comedy hour which the setup is very reminiscent to snl yeah and he has done comedy specials on Vidion, which is this book sort of netflix parallel mm-hmm. And he's currently in the middle of negotiations for his next hour special. But right right now he's dealing with a PR crisis because he is the subject of the hottest pop star's latest smash hit, Lost Boy. His ex-fiance, Salem, is... Okay, when I was reading the book, I immediately thought, okay, this is like what Jake Gyllenhaal must have gone through when... All too well, <laughs> ten minute version, Taylor's version. I don't want to empathize with him though. Came out right. No, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. And then I thought, well, like it's more with the comedy parallel. It's more like Pete Davidson when Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande came out with "Thank You Thank Next. Next," but "Thank You Next" was very complimentary. That's true to him. So it's like if you mush those two scenarios together, like those kind of archetypes of Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande, but like the swift level of lyrical takedown. Mm -hmm. So everyone's talking about that. That is a problem. The reason that's a problem for his career isn't like immediately clear, Mm -hmm. but it's really that he's getting all this increased attention and people having a willingness to like talk about him as if they know him mm-hmm. and those are some things that are especially triggering for him <laughs> yeah uh provide plenty of opportunities for him to showcase his assholishness yes one example is he is waiting in line for coffee and he hears people behind him clearly being like oh is that him is that sam leland like did is you hear the, the lost boy yeah <laughs> And he hears them and he's like, he, this is a man who cannot help himself. Mm. And that's a recurring theme. He cannot help himself in any way, shape or form. So mm-hmm. he and his impulse control is just decide that he's going to pay for the people behind him. And the barista is like, this is in New York. So the barista is like, oh, no, nah, man, don't do that. It's fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't start a chain. He's like, don't worry. This it's is not going to start, start a chain. chain. <laughs> So he pays for the people behind him and they're like, oh my God, thank you. Are you, are you Sam Leland? They're flabbergasted that he did this, right? And he proceeds to drag them and really everyone else in the coffee shop who's like surreptitiously texting about him or like maybe taking his picture. Mm-hmm. They're all, he he drags them all across the floor, like wipes the corners of the coffee <laughs> shop with them floor was sticky and now it's not the floor was sticky and now it's not and (laughs) of course this goes viral so like it's just 
virality upon virality it Mm -hmm. is an explosion of virality and bad press so he can't go back to his apartment yeah because there's people always there waiting yeah and around his workplace yes because it's snl basically Mm -hmm. so uh he tells brie hey i'm sleeping on your couch for a bit and brie's like because the thing is she has tried to get over this man yeah and to accept that they're not going to be together and she has come to the realization the only way that i'm going to be able to get past this is to put some geographical distance between us So she is currently being headhunted by a firm in in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She works in urban planning. Yes. What's urban planning? Um, I think it has to do with like designing and zoning cities so that like the space is used in a, well, healthy slash effective quote unquote way. Yeah, so she's been at the same urban planning firm for the past decade. She loves the people she works with. She loves her job, but she has maxed out what she can do in that career. Yeah. And like for her, it's been a super long, I'm in love with him and I have to watch him cycle through women Mm -hmm. pretty regularly. Just run through these hoes. (laughs) And he falls fast and hard and it's passionate and then things fall apart just as passionately so she's been through this cycle with him a few times more than a few times um and so this feels like okay this is the last one because i'm gonna move yeah so they are spending even more time than usual together and what you hear sam say a lot is that things don't make sense when Bree isn't around. Mm-hmm. So if things are going badly in his life, he just needs to be around Bree mm-hmm. and things will get better. And I don't want to give the impression that Bree is a doormat to him because they do have a relationship where they put each other in each other's places yeah. a fair bit. And he is very caring and nurturing for her. So it's not a relationship where she just gives and gives and he takes and takes. Right. Because he's an asshole to everyone, but he's generally not an asshole yeah. to Brie. It's he, like, very that's much the he person, hates everyone but her. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the person that matters the most. And I, I think that's sort of what the reason we're led to believe like nothing has happened between them until now Mm -hmm. because it's like this relationship between the two of them is so foundational for both of them that it's like i'm not gonna trifle with it yeah i'm not gonna take any risks with it yeah and brie is pretty risk averse because her whole thing is that she needs security especially financial security which is part of why this job in ann arbor would be amazing i mean there's Mm -hmm. only so much that you can do in new york right (laughs) as an urban planner i would think i guess so (laughs) yeah so sam's whole thing which i found very interesting and i love the way that emma barry did this is he thinks that he's got someone else's life Mm -hmm. like he kind of feels like 
I shouldn't have all this money. I shouldn't have all this success. He has imposter syndrome on the level that's like, I think that he knows he's a good comedian, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he thinks like him being a good comedian means that he should be this superstar. So successful, not having to worry about money at all. Like he thinks like, no, I lucked into someone's life that I wasn't supposed to get and eventually it's going to catch up to me that I don't belong here so why mm. not like try to speed that along and yeah it's very shit up. fatalistic mm-hmm. and I think that um this is something that I really loved about the relationship dynamic between Brie and Sam which is that like Sam for the sake of comedy and this in his mind short-lived success is willing to totally like flay himself mm-hmm. and that is like Bree's concern that he's not like um he d- he's not exercising enough self-regard yeah in his work yeah so the impulsive behavior it comes to a head when he is tasked by Vidion to do a private show for Michael Blase or something. Michael Blaze. It's Elon. It's Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, maybe you're not trying to get sued, Emma, but like we know, we see it. It's Elon. <laughs> like a billionaire asshole who also like runs a self driving electric car company and lacks the self-awareness to realize that like the people that sam is making fun of in his comedy are him are you (laughs) yeah like he thinks that he is anti-establishment as Uh fuck but really like he is the establishment Mm -hmm. yeah so sam is doing this gig and brie is there and he is enraged by the fact that one this guy who he's performing for who he doesn't even want to perform for but he has to do this whole dog and pony show for Mm -hmm. fucking vidion so that the negotiations for his special will go through the guy isn't even paying attention to him Mm -hmm. he's at the bar i think yeah talking to brie uh-huh hitting on her she's clearly uncomfortable is not encouraging the behavior at all in my mind's eye i'm seeing him putting his hand like on her thigh her i think knee. that happened because yeah. it's in my mind's eye too and that's when sam goes nuclear <laughs> yeah <laughs> the switch gets flipped and i i think that Brie may have even no I don't think that this scene was from Brie's perspective but knowing Brie I'm sure that she was like oh no like she saw the moment yeah when when, it, when the Kill Bill music goes do, 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 do. um yeah so he then changes on a dime his routine to just blatantly insult, degrade, like come after this man's entire self-esteem. Yeah. And the Which self-esteem I of loved. every man in there. <laughs> I loved every bit of it. But you just know <laughs> afterward, oh, he has just destroyed his career. Yeah. Oh, and... I completely okay. go ahead. 
I was just going to say that, like, he thinks that Brie is going to be, like, maybe grateful or if not that like neutral like he thinks that he's doing this for her benefit and she's like no you don't motherfucker like (laughs) you did that to make yourself feel better yeah and now I feel responsible for you torturing your fucking career yeah so you little asshole we're gonna talk more about this later yeah we're gonna talk about this when we get home (laughs) um I completely skip past the fact that he was being a little bitch at work because they wanted him to do a sketch about the song mm-hmm. and he thought that it was humiliating he thought that it was he didn't want to exploit his personal life like that he didn't want to write it and then his work wife writes it mm-hmm. and he's pissed at her and she's yeah. saying like I'm doing this for you I thought that you were like creatively blocked about it yeah, and, like, I think her point was, like, better her than this other cunty guy that they hate that's yeah. on, on cast. This guy who, like, he wants nothing more than to curb stomp Sam. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just so Which, jealous of this guy. You know, I can I can get that. He really antagonizes. <laughs> but he deserves it. Like, like, just get good. Just get good at comedy, my guy. I'm, just, I'm sorry that you're not as good as Sam. Just get good. <laughs> That's become my life motto. So I've been meaning to write something for Substack about this. How I learned about the phrase get good intentionally misspelled as a thing that started with gamers of Dark Souls, which is a game that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. But when people were complaining how hard the game was and how they were struggling, people would like trash talk them, just be like, just get good. get good like fucking cope just get good and that is my experience of playing any game where it's Mm. like I suck at this this is really hard and then you just eventually get good Mm -hmm. so I am trying to get good at life so I'm just like trash talking myself into things like just get good you just gotta get good (laughs) you don't know how to like have hobbies still and write the book that's due in a month and work a full-time job and have <laughs> friendships and a relationship with a newborn you don't know how to do that yeah, and still be able yeah. to sleep <laughs> just get good my guy I felt like you weren't gonna mention that you have a newborn <laughs> yeah I I guess I thought I had mentioned it but then I was like oh yeah like I should yeah just, that's so like pretty just, fucking significant yeah so just just get good so (laughs) is that a healthy or helpful mindset I'm exploring that I kind of think that it is yeah I was with some caveats if it if it's working for you great we'll we'll see it seems a little like (laughs) self-gaslighting yeah yeah (laughs) but that's what CBT is basically right you know that is a bible verse right there So I believe, because I was doing notes right before this, because, you know, I want to get good, but I'm not good yet at balancing everything. So I, I was revisiting this book, writing notes about it. I think that they have sex for the first time in the aftermath of the fight that they have because of 
this. Okay. Like they're fighting in the cab. They're fighting at her place. She's so angry and he confesses his love for her. And then all of a sudden they are going to town like 27 <laughs> years. Uh huh. There's a point it like, it, it all starts to sort of switch for Sam when he's staying with her and nursing her back from her illness mm-hmm. and she's like i need cuddles or whatever and they're like cuddling in her bed and he's like oh no i'm i'm getting literal pants feeling yeah <laughs> i don't know what to do with this so i guess at that point he figures out what to do with it. yeah so they have this big confession of love and all of a sudden it's what did it come through no you can hear that at all no nothing okay damn it was i was playing the sexy sax sound (laughs) okay i'm like why are you staring at me that's funny i bet i would just have to play it on the computer it's fine it's a i'll i'll get good figure (laughs) out how to do it (laughs) yeah so um they are together they have all the requisite talks about like but how are we going to make this work uh but they don't include the fact that brie is going to move to ann arbor because she hasn't told him yeah because she thinks that he's going to completely melt down which i don't know why she would think that it's not like he's done (laughs) that a million it's not like he's an impulsive hothead who speaks first and ask questions later mm-hmm. so he finds out because her co-worker they're having like a little like game night it's like you said it's very domestic her co-worker says like i'm gonna miss this when you move and sam is like do where? fucking what now <laughs> yeah. move where sorry <laughs> and jeff the co-worker is like uh gotta go good luck with that <laughs> Which, like, Jeff would be a dead man if he were my friend. <laughs> oh, classic Jeff. <laughs> yeah, classic Jeff. So, um, they, she has to tell him that it's a great job, that it's more money, it's more variety. She could work on projects all over the country and the world, that it's everything that she cares about. And that she is excited and they want her to start after New Year's. And he is... tell him that the reason she was applying was to try to put space between them? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for the part where she says that. At one point she tells him, you're good at the beginning of relationships. You're not good at keeping them going. So I maybe... So maybe I didn't want to tell you because I didn't think at some level it could last. Mm-hmm. Um... At one point he says, so you're just going to run away. And she tells him that that's rich coming from him because that's all he does. He left home. He left college. He fights with managers. He walks out of gigs. He pushes away exes before they can leave him. He's always running. So yeah, there is a part where she tells him, and of course I can't find it now, that the only way she applied for the job because she thought the only way that she could get over him was by leaving because mm-hmm. she has been stagnant this whole time i don't know why i can't find it i thought i put a tab 
on there. Anyway, so uh, the grand gesture is he does a special sketch, mm-hmm. right, for her? Yeah, where he kind of self-roasts, but in a, like, way that indicates he's done some reflection and has some awareness. He does, like, a riff on the ghost of Christmas past. Yes. Mm-hmm. but roasting his relationships right and then he finds out that brie had already left town so she was in a crappy hotel room watching this and what wait why am i thinking that this crappy hotel room was in their hometown mm. am i just fabricating that let's see um Jeff, hey, you know Bree is driving to Michigan, right? Sam quickly replied, I didn't, where is she? Weaver, Ohio. She's supposed to get to Ann Arbor tomorrow. She's been keeping me updated. So she's in a hotel room in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. In their okay. hometown. Yeah. Which he said he would never go back to. Right. But he does to go see her. Mm-hmm. He leaves like the SNL after party, right? And like hops in a car and starts mm-hmm. driving. He, he borrows um, Roxy's car, I think. Okay. His work wife. Mm-hmm. His work wife. And he gets them a suite at the Marriott <laughs> because he says he still needs to make some more things up to her. Uh huh. And in the epilogue, it's a year later. They're engaged. They're making being in New York and in Michigan work, but he does decide to leave Comedy Hour. Mm-hmm. Vidion comes crawling back. He gets to do his special. His tour has a great name. It's called All Apologies. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I love when he's talking about, because this is how we talk about stand-up right now, how the critics had called it an instant classic, they called it serious, hilarious, and most ridiculously important. <laughs> and he's like, this is such fucking bullshit. Uh-huh. But they are engaged, recently engaged, and he has a sitcom pilot that he's executive producing. Right. And he's just kind of killing it in his career, and she's killing it at hers. And it ends with him saying that they have to go to the Ann Arbor mural walking tour. Mm-hmm. And and I left out a detail where like she loves going on these walking tours and seeing the city and he goes with her even though it's super boring to him. Mm-hmm. So it's really touching that he scheduled one for her. And it ends with this really cute detail about how Salem says, if you don't hire me to be the wedding singer, then I'm going to write another song (laughs) about you, Uh which will make it three because she did write a second song called Happy For You Mm. about, quote, the sweet ache of your ex settling down with his soulmate. That's very nice. We like Salem. Yeah, I love Salem so much. She's my honorable sizzle, even though she is present in very little bit of the book like that we see her that she isn't just like this looming specter i back that as honorable sizzle because i love that interaction that she has with 
Brie at the, is it a video on event? Um, it's some fancy rich people <clears throat> shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's needing to make a good impression on video on yeah. execs there. Yeah. And, uh, brings, brings Brie to sort of be his, uh, handler, his monitor. Yes. <laughs> because um, they both know Salem will be there. Yeah. And I was worried we were going to go down the route of Salem being kind of like catty mm-hmm. about Brie given like the whole lost boy song thing but she's very cool about it yeah they have like a bathroom like corner in the bathroom moment but like yeah. emma berry plays it completely differently from the cliches right yeah she's like uh you know he's in love with you right like it is sort of not in like a an eye rolly way but in like a tender like sweetheart you you have to know <laughs> And Bree's like, no, no. <laughs> and Salem's just kind of like, hmm. Yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I really like Salem and I would love to see a book with her because I want to see her get her soulmate. Yeah. What other of our usual categories do you have? Do you have a worst half? Well, <laughs> Uh, I feel like it almost goes without saying. <laughs> Does it? Oh, okay. Wow. I did not foresee us being on opposite sides of this. I think that Sam is the worst half. I think Bree is the worst wow! half. Okay. Tell it's- me why Sam obviously is the worst half to you. Be- because he, I know that you said he's not a taker, 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 but he is a little bit. Okay. And sort of, I was going to say takes Brie for granted. Um, I don't know if that's totally fair because I think he does appreciate what what she brings to his life. Um, but I think he just he, kind he of assumes her, yeah. that she's going to be available to him always. Yeah. He takes her for granted in the sense that he is secure that she'll be yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Brie is like this like stable long pining i don't know i feel like that automatically makes her <laughs> the better <laughs> okay but i want to know what you you think i mean i'm i'm ready i think that brie is the worst half mostly because she did not tell him until after it was a done deal like basically like this is happening like she had time to tell him like as gently as possible like this is what I want to do our relationship's very new I understand that this is probably shocking and upsetting let's talk about it instead of having to be exposed Mm, because mm -hmm. she didn't one like the fucking hiring paperwork has been signed you know yeah eventually she's gonna have to start packing some boxes and he's gonna catch on so she knew for way way too long i can't blame her though really because she's worried he's gonna go nuclear and he does i can blame her though because like (laughs) listen the i'm glad that they worked out right Mm -hmm. because i wanted them to work out and the book makes me want that in real life i 
if Brie were my friend, mm-hmm. I would be like, you not only need to move to a different state, but you need to cut off contact completely. Mm-hmm. Like Brie, realistically, should not have even let that man crash at her apartment. Oh, one yeah. Night. If she God was no. starting to be like, no, I need to move away. But she so doesn't. That makes, I think that proves my point. She doesn't. The worst half. She doesn't because yeah. he is her very best friend and yeah. they trust each other and he trusts her and she betrays that trust by keeping a very important detail of her life from him. That's fair including after their relationship had escalated to a romantic one okay i think that at that point it's like clearly you're not planning on cutting ties with this man anymore you're not planning to get away from him so if the move was to get away from him but now you're together things have changed and therefore your reasons for not telling him are no longer as relevant yeah i i think you're convincing me but she is the better person overall and then i i also wanted to say that like i know that this similar to yourself gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) experiment this what i'm about to say can be taken in a harmful way but it is somewhat empowering to me which is that like you teach people how to treat you Mm -hmm. and she has taught sam that he can take her for granted in the way that he has and um has this sort of like long-suffering kind of resentment toward him but Mm -hmm. has never like expressed to him actually that she wants him in that way yeah he can't know what he's doing wrong yeah if she doesn't tell him yeah if he's not intentionally wronging her, if he's not like, oh, like I'm doing something that hurts Bree because yeah. he doesn't know that she loves him. So why would like parading his relationships around her be a bad thing? Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect to to do this little flippity flip switcheroo. <laughs> I'm very persuasive. You are. Damn, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you have fan casting? I did. I don't know that my fan casting for Brie works. My fan casting for Sam is kind of my go-to guy for an actor type who is kind of a lovable asshole mm-hmm. who is likely to implode his career, who has bad impulse control issues. And that's the guy who played the actor character in This Is Us. Oh, okay. Because that's exactly what he does in This Is Us. Justin Hartley. The one who was in The Noel Diary? Yes, that guy. Of Noel Diary fame? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd forgotten all about that movie. I'll never forget. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he's really good at playing like a very successful person who is kind of a fuck up. Mm -hmm. emotionally behind the scenes yeah and then so he is 46 and i kept picturing amy adams for brie and she's 48 so okay so they are close in age 
I didn't have a good casting for Brie. Um, but I think that a good casting for Sam would be comedian. I obviously I was like thinking of Pete Davidson. Um, but it's so funny when I'm looking through these Goodreads reviews. Consistently, people are like, Sam is sort of a more handsome Pete Davidson. I didn't make the Pete Davidson connection until today, and I don't what? know why. Yeah, I know. That's shocking. I know. It was right there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was just feeling kind of bad for Pete Davidson and all these reviews. I, I, yeah, I guess it's just like because the song was harsher than what Ariana wrote about Pete. Pete didn't come to mind immediately, even though Pete is a comedian. So the person I'm thinking of is Matt Reif. Have you heard of him? I have not. He is kind of an asshole i do think Mm, some of his comedy mm. is funny look Um, at those cheekbones i know um yeah but he's adorable Uh, he's a comedian and an actor and he is also from ohio so that works perfectly wow he named his tour the problem problematic world tour yes he um he's not very old he's 27 but years ago he dated kate beckinsale is that why people also search for kate beckinsale kate beckinsale truly has no type (laughs) i mean that's young she likes that's she dated pete davidson too so like that's two (laughs) younger comedians but aside from that Uh (laughs) yeah um yeah when i see that his birthday date is in 1995 it makes me want to be sick (laughs) (laughs) he's a year younger than my closest in age sister oh boy but just like if you put matt rife next to michael sheen and if you google kate beckinsale they are next to each other on the people also search for Mm. you can see what i mean about she truly has no type yeah yeah anyway i think he would be a good a good person to cast in that role yeah so for do we have anyone for roxy was roxy asian in my mind's eye she's asian but i don't know if that was ever stated i can't remember Mm. she is gay right yes i don't have anyone for her yeah Mm. i didn't do a lot of fan casting when i read this i'll say ali wong okay that works do you want to talk about a favorite scene a bookmarked scene i think when he roasts the billionaire me too that's what i was gonna say (laughs) it's so i just fucking love it yeah (laughs) i have a very vivid mental image of like the room that they're in and the bar stools that Mm -hmm. elon musk and brie are sitting at like the color of the lighting in the room it's very visceral for me yeah when people talk about one-handed reads that scene is very fat worthy to me <laughs> personally you're like yeah you really hate that billionaire <laughs> that's right so that would be it for me that's good would you like to um draw a tarot card for their relationship sure i can do that let me grab one 
Okay, let's draw a card just for relationship advice for Sam and Bree moving forward. Yeah, I think that's good because the epilogue is very encouraging. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that uh, there's still some growing pains probably in their relationship. For sure. And I do feel that the implication is happily ever after, not just happy for now. Oh, for sure. Do we read many books that are happy for now? What's one that you can think of? I don't know that I can think of any off the top that I feel like, oh, I don't know. Um, I kind of tend to have that attitude when it is a YA, mm-hmm. just because they are so young. And maybe that's just me being cynical. But so the one that immediately came to mind was um, Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, I'm like rooting for them, but that struck yeah. me as a maybe not. forever okay so the card that came up is the sun oh that's pretty yes it is this is the golden thread tarot deck which i've used a lot before on the podcast the sun makes me think of well in this case not a traditional meaning of the card maybe but when i think about the sun and daylight and things being exposed Mm -hmm. it makes me think that my sense of her being the worst half because of her dishonesty Mm -hmm. is something that moving forward they have to be very honest with each other yeah the sun is also a very lucky card it is a card that represents joy and sort of innocence it's got a little baby on it in the traditional deck it's like I feel like a baby riding a horse like a naked baby riding a horse <laughs> let me see yeah it's a naked baby riding a horse waving a big flag like the baby's in a baby gay pride parade <laughs> goals yeah so labyrinthos says labyrinthos publishes this deck says that it represents a feeling of optimism and fulfillment the dawn which follows the darkest of nights a symbol of our innocence it represents the happiness that occurs when you are in alignment with your true self Mm, that's very optimistic yeah so i think and then for love meaning it says with the sun comes light light life and warmth it heralds much of the same in your relationship and your romantic life in general there is happiness celebration and fulfillment in this card your relationship can be blossoming under this light bringing the two of you closer together as you enjoy life's blessing that that makes me think of how sam is kind of a sad sack and all his comedy comes from that so we know at the end of the book that sam's in therapy and that's part of his all apologies tour that he talks about how he's trying to be a better man Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of that is he's going to have to shake off the cynicism Mm. and they're both going to have to be more honest with each other for the relationship to succeed and that would be my advice to them i think that's solid i think my closing thought is that if you enjoyed all the feels Mm-hmm. by olivia dade he liked that sort of lovable very loyal asshole 
character, then you're going to really like this one. Yeah, for sure. That's a good recommendation. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will post all our links in the show notes. You can still get my book, How That Makes You Feel by L. Diaz. It's now available on the Barnes and Noble website and it's probably popping up in some other places. So if you have been holding out because you don't want to support Bezos, like fair, totally. (laughs) You can now get it from other retailers and that are uh, also (laughs) like super wealthy yeah but like different so (laughs) until next time air kisses